From Boston, Massachusetts, to Adelaide, Australia, and everywhere in between, talking local and national sports, and just about anything discussed in the tavern. Broadcasting from South Lyon, Michigan, welcome to Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330 with your hosts, Rich and Tom. Good evening, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and listening tonight. Uh, we got a pretty good action-packed show for you guys. Uh, we will be minus our co-host, our good buddy, Rich Jasper. He is down in bourbon country with uh, Ryan, his son, for a baseball tournament that starts tomorrow. So, legacy out of Brighton. Good luck this week. Hope you uh, bring it home. Um, so, like I said, we got an action-packed show tonight. We're going to talk little NBA Finals recap. Uh, unbelievable series from Nikola Jokic, so we'll hit on that. Uh, we're going to hit on the exciting new alcohol laws that were just passed that now allows for alcohol to be served at college football games. That's going to be very interesting. We've got our good buddy Tim here who uh, works for a beer distributor who actually is going to talk about that a little bit. Um, the value of the running back in the NFL seems to have slipped a little bit. So we're going to kind of hit and uh, dig into why that might be the case and some updates and latest news out of the OTAs that just completed up. And um, we're excited for this one. Some favorite and not so favorite moments in sports history uh they're all detroit and michigan related except for uh tim over here he's got a some buckeye moments on there so without further ado we're gonna bring on our co-host our good buddy the giant mr jp what is up my friend what is going on fellas we are just excited for tonight's show yeah um, you and i actually did something similar this weekend we both went and saw Brett Terhune, yeah, in Royal Oak. Uh, yep. funny comedian, um, great Instagram guy, and um, I went and saw him Thursday, and we were talking afterwards, and I said you got to check him out, and so you and you and the lovely went and checked him out. So what'd you think about him? Yeah, so I went with your recommendation on this one, and I was like, yeah, you know, something different, out of the norm, and uh, yeah, it was very enjoyable. It was reasonably priced. Uh, you know, the two, the second drink wasn't as good as the first. Yeah, they never but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, the comedians were good. Uh, the Brett Trahune was really, I really enjoyed him. I would see him again. And I can't remember the missus from uh, Frankenmuth, but she was also pretty funny. It was like Heather or something. Yeah. I, I can't, it'll, something. it'll come to me. She yeah. was, uh, she was, um, she was raunchy. We'll yeah. just, we'll just say that, but she was a lot oh. of fun. But it was, uh, yeah, it was really affordable, cheap, you know, good fun, something mm -hmm. different, you know what I mean? I'm always up to try something new, and I really enjoyed myself. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you, uh, you yeah, took the good. advice and went, and you guys had a good time. It was your first time out, really, since yep. Ensley was born, so that's that's always a big, big deal. Yeah, yeah it was good for both of us. Yeah, you need that. Yep. Um, we're going to introduce Tim here. Tim, welcome again. You were here last week, and we're here again, and uh, glad you could be here. What's happening tonight? Thanks for having me back. Of course. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, we, we put a thing out yesterday, um, or actually the other day, of your um, favorite moments, and we'll just say uh, 
one of them we did not make the cut because uh, <laughs> uh, I think JP and I would have been a little bit heartbroken. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we decided to leave it out. Um, yeah. But like I said, we're, we're going to hit on that a little bit later. But we are going to start the show tonight with a recap of the NBA Finals. An absolute masterpiece, we'll say, from Nikola Jokic. Yeah. I think it'll go down in history as one of the um, – uh, oh, we got an update here, folks. Her name was Melissa. That's right. Well, of course, Melissa would remember <laughs> that the name was Melissa. So Melissa right. Hager. That's right. That's yeah, right. That's she it, um, no. she had yeah. a, a really cool thing. Uh, she had a hoe bag, and she won the yep. hoe award when she was 16. <laughs> Not the hoe you're thinking about, but uh, yes, thank, thank you. Thank you for that uh, update there. Um, but again, back to uh, what I was saying a second ago. Nikola Jokic, I think this will go down in history as one of the greatest performances in NBA playoff history. And, and, and I have a rundown of the top five prior to this series, but um, I'll start with you, JP complete dominance by Denver. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think uh, you mentioned it, you know, Jokic's kind of historic run. Uh, I think we can argue that he's probably the biggest X factor in sports right now. And uh you know, something that impresses me about Denver, you know, in the era of super teams, this team wasn't assembled. This team was developed. Mm -hmm. uh, Malone stuck with them. Uh, Murray even talked about it during his injury, how he came to him and asked if they were going to trade him, if they were going to get rid of him. And Malone said, no, you're our guy. Yeah. Stick with you. So it's kind of, you kind of root for a team like that in today's NBA. Yeah. You know, Murray blew his knee out a couple seasons ago. And, yeah. you know, he was really coming into his own. And at that moment, you know, it's not uncommon for a player to, to think that. Um, so it just, to me, it, it all started with Malone and the trust. It, it, it was kind of an old school type of team in a sense that, you know, yeah, you had Jokic, but they played such good team basketball. And, yes. and to kind of go back to what we were used to, in the going to work piston area, you know, uh, they played the game the right way, the Larry Brown adage. I, I really think that is uh, the type of team that Denver really was. Absolutely. Uh, Tim, I'll go to you. Uh, what did you make of, of this run? Did you feel like uh, it was Denver's dominance or did you feel like it was just maybe – Miami ran out of steam since they were the eight seed. They did the play-in game, and they just didn't have enough at the end. I think it was a little bit of both. They went through both playing games, actually. They lost the first one, and the second one against the Bulls went into overtime, and they got lucky in that one. And then, you know, you can go against Giannis. That's an automatic drainer right there. They went seven against Philly, then into the finals versus Denver. Yeah. And then a lot of people don't know Jimmy Butler's dad was having medical issues throughout the finals oh. and out of the hospital. So, you know, as a player, that's going to wear on you a little bit, too. And that's kind of when he started disappearing. It makes sense because he his average really dropped, yeah. especially in that, that playoff or in that final series. You know, and some players played through it. Like Brett Favre had that great Monday night game against the Raiders oh. when his dad passed away. Yep. So it's not really an excuse, but it is. <laughs> well, I mean, mental mental comes into play whenever whenever you're talking about sports you, you you can't help but 
to think that, you know, yes, it's a game, but there's there's a lot more outside. So it, it, it definitely makes sense that if if his dad was having some issues, so, you know, and it, it affected his gameplay. Um, JP, looking at uh, Murray and Jokic like we've been talking about, compare those two to other previous you know, championship winning duos or well-known duos that have come through the NBA? Well, it's kind of hard to compare. Uh, you know, as mentioned, the NBA is played behind the perimeter nowadays. I would say that it's a, it's a very good duo. Uh, it's a young and up and coming duo kind of, you kind of had clay and you had Curry who are kind of passed on now a little bit, uh, you know, LeBron and all the guys that he's teamed with and whatnot. So they're kind of the new thing right now. Uh, game three, they both had a triple-double. That's never been done before in NBA Finals. So that just goes to show you the the versatility of that duo there. Uh, but I would – you could put it – you could obviously put it as the best duo in the NBA right now. Uh, I, I would think that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown could have been up there if they would have made a run and would have won it. But uh, I would definitely go with those two right now. As far as comparing – them to other duos in the past just so hard man because the game's so much different now yeah that's true so we talked about the pistons i and another team that i i really think they're compared to are, are the spurs you know because everything ran through tim duncan and and it kind of went from there and and would yeah. you agree that they're comparable to what the spurs were able to do yeah you could say that uh I mean, obviously, Duncan was a guy that could play with that played with his back to the basket a little bit more, and true, you know, the big fundamental and the backboard shots and things like that. Yeah, but I mean, it's comparable. You know, they had Ginobili and Parker, and you know, you could compare that to Murray and you know a couple of the other guys that they have on their team that weren't really. I mean, uh, I think Parker was a superstar in his own right at yeah. the time, but yeah, but yeah, it's comparable. Uh, like I said, man, Giannis is Giannis is different. We haven't we've never seen anything like this guy before. Jokic, you mean? Jokic, yeah. yeah. Sorry. And Giannis. <laughs> him too. Him too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Jokic, half of that that game, he's he's at the top of the key. You know, yeah. The ball was the, the plays were running through him, and it's just his basketball IQ is 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 out of this world. It just seems like the game comes to him so easy, man. Yeah. It's like everything just flows, you know, and it's like, all right, well takeaway is scoring he gets his teammates involved and mm -hmm. you know he, he might grab 12 rebounds in a quarter it's it's just unbelievable man and, and, he, and the assists that he, that he yeah. averaged was just for for a big man it, that's yeah. that's unheard of um tim these this team is young and and they're signed for you know long term can you see them going on and winning you know at least one more championship yeah, I think they'll win a couple more. I don't know if they'd be dynasty great, but I do believe they'll be a great team. I believe they'll get another one or two out of this core. It's nice to see Denver win. I'm an Avalanche fan, so it's nice for Denver <laughs> to win a championship. I, I got to get my uh, siren here. <laughs> You're ring, sound the siren. <laughs> but, yeah, they'll get another one for sure. You know, Lakers are going to fall apart probably this offseason, if not next one. Phoenix has four players on their roster, and they're at $160 million. So, and, and we'll yeah. get on that in a minute. The news that broke today, um, but you know, we got the image up on the screen: thirty points, thirteen and a half rebounds, nine and a half assists. He's a half an assist away from uh, a triple double average. 
Uh, now, we'll go down the list here. We'll start with number five. Uh, and, of course, this is prior to this playoff run. Uh, the 93 Bulls that beat the Suns in the finals. Uh, Jordan, 35 points, six assists. Um, and that was right in the middle of their their where they win six titles total. Yeah, six yeah. in the nineties. Uh, just I mean, that may be the greatest team ever assembled. It's just wow. Um, of Brilliant. course they had to learn they had to learn how to beat the Pistons. And, and and in that era of the NBA, it was the Lakers, then it was the Celtics, then it yeah. was the Pistons, and then the Bulls. And it, it was a gauntlet. And in in Looking back at that era, JP, do you think that was probably the golden era of the NBA? Yeah, I think uh, you can say that that bad boy Pistons team kind of put that style of play on the map at that time, the physical play. They made Jordan change who he was and change his body and everything to try to beat him and get past them. Yeah, I mean, Dumars played him so tight on defense, and and that's where he kind of uh, developed that that mid-range fadeaway jumper, mm-hmm. um, and then once he had that down, you know, it, the Pistons had to hand him the the throne, and and then they ran with it. Um, the aforementioned Spurs here, Tim Duncan. Yep. Um, I mean, looking at those numbers, they're they're just ridiculous. But then you compare them to what what Jokic did this year, and and they, you know. They're a little suspect. And then here's the number one rated uh, playoff performance. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, uh, 31 points. And this was their first title. This was the uh, the year that the Pistons walked off the court. And uh, that was definitely not a good moment. A little segue uh, going into later on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was it was an era where you had to learn how to win. And and it was yeah. not going to come easy. And and at, if you got through that that series, man, you it was a juggernaut, and and you deserve to win. So yeah, I mean, it, bottom line here is is Denver dominating. They've got a young team. They got it. They're, they're man. Did you see some of the yeah. video of the parade? How much uh, fun were they having? Yeah. Did Jokic make it to the parade? He didn't seem too interested. In the oh press, yeah, he said in the um, press conference. <laughs> so it, at the parade, he goes, I. I'm glad to be at parade. It's fucking greatest day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Mike Malone, uh, they they got Bruce Brown, who's shirtless, former Piston. He goes, Yeah. Uh, is B leaving here? Hell no. Am I going anywhere? Hell no. He went all gangster on on, on that parade, man. I, I think it was the yeah. most drunk parade of any sports franchise yeah it was was, man that's a that's a fun team to watch but uh uh moving on here another nba news john morant the the hammer came down um 25 games for another gun wielding situation uh and he gave a in my opinion a bullshit uh uh response an apology jp what's up with this guy ah I don't know, man. I mean, obviously he didn't break he didn't break a law, uh, but it just shines a negative light on the franchise. I mean, you gotta know, you know what I mean? When you're that guy, you made the mistake once, he went out and uh seek treatment on his own. I think the NBA is actually stepping in on it this time. Yeah. Uh, and you hope that he learns because he's gonna be away from the team, no training camp, no practice, no nothing for the first 25 games. So 
you hope that, you know, like most of us in life, when you get to, when you have to sit back and watch things and reflect a little bit, you know, hopefully this moment changes him and helps him grow up because man, he's, he's one of the best talents in the league. And you just want to see, you, you, you would love to see him in the news for basketball stuff. Yeah, that's true. And he, and he was the first couple of years of his career. And, yeah. um, we just got uh, uh, somebody into the green room who just walked away. Actually, Mr. Jasper has has checked in. I'll wait till he sits back down and add him in. Um, but um, Tim, obviously, this guy's a role model. It's kind of the natural thing for athletes. The kids look down, you look up up to them. Um, as a parent. And you see this happening with 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 John Morant. And if 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 your child was a fan of his, what do you tell what do you tell your 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 son or daughter about what's going on? Yeah. I, honestly, I don't know. To me, everyone deserves a second chance. But this is twice in two and a half months with a gun. I think twenty five games was really lenient. I yeah. think it should have been more of a year. You know, every, like JP said, he didn't break no laws. But as an athlete, mm-hmm. you're have different laws well sure well like, you're 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 under the microscope yeah, at all times especially as a superstar right like you said you have people look up to his role models endorsements mm-hmm. it's just you can't go out there throwing guns around twice in 90 days yeah. <laughs> right i mean you're representing uh the nba the, yeah, you're representing the, the memphis grizzlies and um so it's it, it's it's more than just ja morant yeah, yeah it's um he needs like Chris Carter said it best, you need a fall guy when you're an athlete. You need somebody to take the heat for you. You can't be the one doing all the stupid shit. Right. Yeah, it's it it it's uh it's something else here. Um Rich, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Can you hear me well? Yes, sir. Yep. What's up? Loud and clear, loud and clear. We're just talking about John Morant. His his suspension comes through. Uh talk on that a little bit. What what what's your take on it? Well, you get paid a lot of money just to play basketball, right? And uh, I've seen some pretty amazing uh, TikToks or what do you guys call them, reels and stuff reels. like that. Now mm-hmm. they got they got his face dubbed in with um, <laughs> uh, eight, eight, eight mile, you know, oh, yeah. like, like, like the guy's far from a gangster. Um, yeah. And, you know, just, I mean, I get it. We make mistakes, but you make the same mistake twice. Um, like I kind of agree with what Tim said. Tim said, you know, 25 games. I don't think 25 games is enough. If you really want to set an example, you really want to say, Hey, look, it doesn't matter. Um, it it doesn't matter who you are or what your status is in the NBA. If you're going to be dumb, you know, you play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Um, uh, you know, I, 25 games is really nothing. I mean, the only thing that hurts, it hurts. It hurts the club. It really doesn't do anything to him. So um, that should be more. I, and I think if you really want to set a tone, that's when you really drop the hammer on it. So uh, yeah. that's my that's my opinion. Some people may agree with it. Some people may disagree with it. But, hey, everybody's entitled to our own opinion, and that's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think we all agree. Um, is this a, a situation where the next one is a full year? Would we agree that that's probably the, the the next step is for punishment? Because do we really think he's going to learn his lesson? Well, let, well, let's hope. I mean, let's let's think about this. Let's hope that we don't talk about him next time. Hopefully, yeah. uh, you know, it, hopefully, not only him, 
but hopefully anybody else, uh, you know, who surrounds themselves with, uh, with people that want to do dumb shit like that. Uh, yeah. hopefully they are like, you know what? I don't, I don't need this. So no, for sure. Sorry, Tim, I didn't even cut you off. <laughs> cut you off. <laughs> uh, Tim, do you agree with that assessment? Uh, if it happens again, he just needs to be out of the NBA, you know, three strikes in here. Uh, I don't care how good you are. I don't care if you're, you know, Jokic at this point, three strikes, you're out. You, there's, there has to be uh, an example yeah, made yeah. at this point. Um, the other big NBA news that broke today, Bradley Beal getting dealt to the Phoenix Suns. Um, Tim, who got the better end of this deal? Has to be Phoenix. Washington just got robbed. You know, they got Chris Paul and a couple second-round picks. Uh Phoenix only has four players on her contract, so they're kind of fucked in that way because I don't know how you're going to build a team or a bench behind those four. I, uh, it's kind of just a lose-lose in my opinion for both. I don't think that puts Phoenix over the top and Washington got nothing in return. <laughs> yeah. Uh, JP, oh, are you you with us? Oh, Did we lose you, JP? Uh-oh. Headphones, JP. Headphones. Headphones. <laughs> hey. There, there, there we go. Can you hear us, JP? Are you can you read me? Do you read me? Uh-oh. We uh technical difficulties. Yeah, we're, we're having issues. The McDonald's Wi-Fi. Uh, I'll I'll ask you this, Rich. Uh it um Chris Paul was we had thought that he was gonna get released from Phoenix. There was uh there was, you know, uh, rumors that they were going to let him go. Do you think he's going to actually play for Washington after being in, in Phoenix and making these playoff runs? Do you think he'll actually, you know, demand a trade maybe? I mean, uh, it's tough to say. It really is. I mean, uh, he may, he may not. It really all depends on how well the, uh, the intro interview goes, I guess, per se. Um, he might stick around, say, if Washington decides to say that they're going to, uh, in the next two years, maybe build a team around. But he's old; he's up in there in his career, and I'm sure he probably wants to. Uh, um, he wants to play for uh, you know a contender. He doesn't want to go through this rebuild again. Yeah, I, I agree, and and not not only that, it, he's going to have a really, really. Um high contract and i don't know if washington's going to pick that up so i i can see them dumping that off do you see that happening tim with with chris paul i think they'll buy him out for sure i don't think he'll play a game in washington yeah that you know plus you you look at where chris paul's at in his career he he missed the the series against denver with with a groin injury and just i don't know how many how many more years he has left but um chris paul's good for 82 games a year Come the postseason, he's not on the yeah. team. <laughs> and, and it's a shame, you know, because who knows what could have happened. That that team with with Durant and and um, you know, they 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 were pretty loaded, and then they they lost the, you know, their leader. So, it, and it's unfortunate, but um, Phoenix to me is they've mortgaged their future essentially ishbia has just kind of went came in and went right at it and it didn't work fires the coach um 
and making more moves. So they're in a win now. And but I, I just don't know if if they've got if they've got even the bench to how do you build a team when you got four guys at 160 million? Yeah, it's just I don't know. It it, it it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for Phoenix, especially in, in that West. Um JP, we back? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> like all of a sudden you were uh yeah. you were um you were with us, but you weren't. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, hit on really quick. Um, will Chris Paul? I don't know if you could hear the conversation. Is Chris Paul gonna play for the uh, the Wizards? I was gonna. Say. Um, I I just learned. So I just learned about this trade about an hour and a half ago, and uh, I think it's a head scratcher to say the least. Uh, Matt Ishbia was up. He's up to it again. Uh, it seems like he's gonna pile all the money into into the roster, but I think it, it definitely benefits Phoenix. Uh, you're making the backcourt younger. Obviously, Chris Paul don't have too much longer to go. And if you're Washington, I just I don't I don't see the angle. I don't see what they're trying to do. Uh, maybe that'll come out later on. But I, if you're Chris Paul, you got to be pissed off. And I don't I wouldn't want to play. No, no, that's <laughs> that's that's like going from the the Nuggets to the Pistons. Uh, yeah. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah, what? Going from the Rays to the Tigers. Yeah, true. Yeah, and then not playing, which that's probably a low blow. Uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, watch out! Is high end of the Pistons. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. All right. There's Moving on. Hope. He's only twenty-two, Rich. Yeah. I, you know. Dude, I'm. I'm so over that dude. I mean, I'll. Yeah. I'll I'll sizzle no steak. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's been yeah. kind of uh he scored points, but it hasn't hasn't been I think, I think he players. averaged twenty seven and a half when he is on the court. Yeah. When he yeah. is on the court. We we have that guy, his name's Cade Cunningham, when he's on the court. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to the next topic for the show tonight. Uh the new law in Michigan that passed that's gonna allow alcohol sales. <laughs> the little chuckle, JP, in college stadiums. Um, yeah. Rich, is this a good thing or a bad thing? What do you think? Um, honestly, I think it's about time they did it. Um, I, you know, if you think about it, I mean, a lot of people are uh, kind of going back and forth. You, you know, the the Michigan tailgates are not necessarily. I mean, they don't burn Ann Arbor down if they beat Ohio State or anything like that. But you go to East Lansing, they burn down Cedar Village. Um, it seems like once or twice a year, uh, whether it's for basketball or whether it's football. Um, I think what it might do is it might curb some of the, um, I guess, the binge drinking that normally partakes and takes place at the, at tailgates. I've, for one, been a part of a number of those. Where, uh, you know, you go and you try to drink as much beer as you can before you get in there. And then right. normally by like the third quarter, you feel like absolute garbage. Mm -hmm. uh, so so I, I think twofold, you might keep keep people in the stands the entire game instead of people jetting out in the, in the third quarter because either A, they're, they feel like shit or they're hungover already. So, um, I, I mean, I think it's good for business wise. I think you're going to be able to, I mean, you think about it. It's just another source of revenue for uh, for for these schools, right? 
Um, Tim knows exactly how much uh, how much beer costs per case and everything like that, um, and, and what they sell for, uh, and, and definitely what they sell for at the game. So it, and it's a money maker. There's a drive behind that. And it's sure. a, a lot of it. It's all about the dollars. Oh, absolutely. And 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 before we go to JP, I'll ask you, Tim. You you you're in the the beer distribution. You're in the distribution. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the song. We, we'll just leave it at that. Um, Please just leave it at that. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> um, do you think this is going to increase volume where, where you're at? Um, I know we, we, we talked a couple weeks ago how you wish that uh, they would start serving alcohol at, at the big house because it, it would help you guys out. And then here we go. We, they're going to do it, hopefully. We uh so for we've sold alcohol at the big house before for like the Red Wings and Leafs game. We shipped them 150,000 cases of beer for one event. You know cool. they had the soccer game there a few years ago. We did 200,000 for that. Wow. Faster horses coming up. Mis. You know it's just a once a year event. You know we do about 250,000 wow. in a two week span just for the Brooklyn area. <laughs> Jesus. So the initial buy for the big house is gonna be probably close to 200,000 would be my guess. If you break it down, you know, if you break it down, a hundred thousand people, you figure maybe twenty-five thousand people are drinking. You say yeah. two beers, that's fifty thousand beers just on one Saturday mm. in, in the stadium. That's not even the outside party. At twelve dollars wow. a beer, fifteen dollars yeah. a beer. <laughs> yeah, they buy it for fifty cents and they sell it for twelve. You guys are watching. Yeah. I need a raise. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there you and this is this is the the law says hundred days for the university. So this will be. Essentially, it'll be the football season. It'll be the basketball season. You know, hockey, uh, hockey. Yeah. So, um, obviously, your your volume, your business is going to definitely benefit from that. Um, JP, we go to tailgates. Sometimes yeah. we go just to tailgate because the fact of the matter is, I, the big house is the most uncomfortable. Um, place to be it I, I am not a fan at all I, I it's number two on my hate list next next to the pizza palace lca um does this does this mean that more more people because obviously there's a mad rush just before kickoff yeah it, it it bogs down the corners of the gates and whatnot do you think more people will will leave tailgates early because they have the the drinking option well, first things first, I'll probably need to drink a beer if I'm at a Michigan basketball game. Oh, geez. For what they're going to look at. But for me, no, it's like, you know, I obviously the tailgating was a big thing. I'd go and see how annihilated I could get before a game. You know, probably sneak a pine in or a double shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I mean, it doesn't make that. I think for the common person, they're going to do what they're going to do with their tailgating anyway. For me, I might grab one on the way to the seat and then maybe go grab one at halftime or something like that. But I mean, I, you've been in the big house, dude, that's like climbing challenge 1000. You know what I mean? Especially uh, if you're in a lower bowl, I don't know about you, but I, I can't take 200 steps every time I want to go get a beer. Or so I, I'll probably be a little bit, I'd probably be a little bit more liberal. I, I to me, if you're paying for the big games and you're paying for $250 tickets, I don't know why you would want to crowd the concessions for beer anyway, but if if it makes them more money and it makes them happy, go for it. Yeah, but it's not going to be like some kind of seller for me. Mm. So do you, I would like 
hey, I would like to go on record to say that the only person uh, in legislation that opposed it was the representative from East Lansing. I'm just going to go ahead and say that right now because he was the only one that was against it. Because yeah. they know what, what, what's about to go down. Yeah. <laughs> See you later, Cedar Village. It's been I real. Think, I think that uh, be some couches yeah. on fire. The, the people have been getting annihilated in the parking lots before the games for years. I, it's not going to escalate the drinking any more than it already does. No. Well, Michigan, Michigan State, and ironically enough, Nebraska are the only three schools in the Big Ten that have yet to institute uh, sales of alcohol. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, uh, like you said, Rich, you you – hammer it down from eight to about 1130 and then you uh, beeline it into the stadium you eat a couple disgusting uh glizzies as the the the, the youngsters are calling these days and then um, you feel uh, yeah don't you dare don't you dare talk about a glizzy like that mustard only on the glizz oh it's not a sandwich it's yes. not a sandwich. It is. It is a sandwich. It is. Nope. It's it is. The more burnt, the better. I agree with that. It's got to be blown out like, well, we just won't go. Oh, all right. That's <laughs> a clip. That is a clip. That is a sound bite. We're going to have to pull that one up. We're going to have to pull that one up. It's got to be It's got to be blown out. <laughs> you got to blow. You got to add the D. You got to be blowed out. Blowed out. Blow out. Right. That's another topic for another day. Oh, gosh. All right. Like we said at the top of the show, the value of the running back position in the NFL, it's just, it's not what it used to be. Uh, and, and maybe it's because these offenses that are high flying, throwing downfield, the, the, the quarterbacks are more of the running back on the field. Um, JP, uh, Delvin Cook released. He's he was uh, a monster for Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Swift, obviously, he was traded. Yes, we've got uh, Jameer Gibbs we traded for him. So I mean, that's a little bit of a different situation. Yeah. So Austin Eckler obviously was vocal in this offseason, wanting more money. Uh, he's a very big part of that offense. So what is your opinion as to why some of these, these, these teams don't really value the running back position anymore? I think it's just, it's obvious the shelf life isn't as long as it used to be for a running back anymore. I mean, if you look around the NFL, there's not really a bell cow running back outside of Derrick Henry anywhere. And it just speaks to how big and strong and how fast these guys are. You know what I mean? You're running into Aaron Donald and Aline McNeil and, you know what I mean, Chris Jones and these big guys on a uh, down-to-down basis. I mean, you're not going to make it very long. And I think it speaks to how the offenses have evolved as well as far as the running backs being an extension of the passing game and whatnot. So, yeah, the guys are just bigger and stronger, and they wear down faster. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Rich – what? How do you feel that running backs are used? Like I was saying earlier, is it is it the fact that a lot of these quarterbacks coming out are more athletic and and they're the kind of the number one runner, or the development of the wide receiver and tight end has kind of changed the the dynamic of how a lot of offenses have run? 
Yeah, first of all, I want to apologize for my camera angle. I have my phone set up a certain way, and it just looks like you're seeing my triple chin. But, but no, I you know when you when you think of the way running backs are, I mean, <laughs> thank you. Um, you know the way the running backs are nowadays. I mean, back then it was always you'd have one stud running back, and then you have some jobbers. Now that's not the case. You have multiple running backs in your scheme. If you look at it, you know, last year in Detroit, we had DeAndre Swift and we had um, Williams. We, 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 had, we had Williams. You know, and you think about it, you know, Swift was the guy who the Lions drafted to be like the, their, their number, their guy. Last year, he wasn't their guy. It was, you know, it was, um, it was Williams, but it, like just like you said, the, the the way the offense is tailored now, the, as creative minds that these uh, these offensive coordinators are, these play callers and these play developers, and also with the quarterbacks, you have to think about it. The decline of the running back really started when you started getting these athletic quarterbacks in there, such as yeah. you know Michael Vick was probably uh, the first of our kind, really of of a guy who who could who could sling the ball and who could throw the hell out of the ball. Randall Cunningham. And, was, yeah, was, Randall Cunningham, was, you're right. Was, was probably, you know, but this is well, well before Michael Vick. But, yeah, you're yeah. Right. I agree. But, you know, I'm talking about, like, somebody who's just got wheels. I remember watching a Monday Night Football game with, with Michael Vick. Uh, he ran he ran 75 yards in the backfield and still managed and still managed to gain, like, 30 yards on a play. He, like, ran a play where he ran, like, over 100 yards. You know, running backs are, you know, I'm not saying they're dime a dozen. But they're they're not the focal point like they used to be, uh, you know, back in the '80s where you'd have, uh, you know, the Steelers. Steelers would just run the ball right right up the gut on you. Mm-hmm. Kind of, Michigan Michigan still plays that kind of football too, um, you know. But then again, it's not just it's not like you'd have just Tyrone Wheatley jamming the ball down your throat. You right. got Blake Corum that can you know shifty, and then you got Donovan Edwards, you know, and you have those guys. So. Uh, that's why the value of the running back has kind of gone down, in my opinion. And not only that, though, last year it proved that you don't need to get a guy in the first or second round. Look at look at Kansas City, right? Yeah, seventh. Sure. Uh, Pacheco, Pacheco, a seventh round pick, and who ran? Really and ran awesome. Who wasn't really much at Rutgers? You know, a he played at Rutgers, so not not a lot of people knew about him. But he wasn't on anyone's radar. But you know, their gun shows. Uh, Andy Reid, what what he's able to do, but um, Tim, you, we had two running backs taken in the first round, and you would have thought that that was stop the news, breaking news, two running backs taken. Um, so, is this a, a pattern we're going to start to see where running backs just aren't looked upon or won't be drafted as high? Yeah, I'm, I was shocked that two running backs went. In the first round this year, you know, we expected Bijan to go. You know, the Lions shocked the world taking Jameer Gibbs mm. at 12 when they probably could have got him at 48. Uh, like the other two guys were saying, um, running backs are just a dime a dozen now. They thrive off their offensive line, creating holes for them. How fast can you run through that hole? Yeah. It's just they they have no value in the NFL right now. And, and, and <laughs> two, I, I think a lot of it is – probably the most undervalued position in the NFL is the offensive line. And if you don't have an offensive line, look at, look at how well Detroit was able to run the ball last year, surprisingly enough, because they have a really good offensive line. And I'm going to put the list of top running backs going into this, this season per PFF.com and, and Derek Henry 
number two on this list, you talk about a team that has absolutely no offensive line. Uh, he's number two, and and that team kind of went up and down with Derrick Henry. He didn't have the season that he had the previous two, but let's face it, he set the, the bar very high. Uh, I was really surprised to see Nick Chubb, number one rated running back, coming in because he usually starts out really solid, but then as the season goes on, he kind of kind of peters out a little bit. Um, obviously, Eckler we talked about there is number nine and then cook who's a free agent. And, and it is he been, he hasn't been signed yet. Has he JP? No, he's, he's still out there. There's talks in Miami and a couple other teams, but he's still out there. And this list, this list blows by the way. I, 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 I gonna, this list is garbage. Jeez, yeah. I, I, I agree. I, as I was putting it together, I'm like, I'm like, look, are you at kidding it. me? Like, Tony Pollard is... and Austin Eckler, like Josh Jacobs, might have had had the best season as a running back. Period last right. year. Yeah. Um, but again, he's is is he's on a team that doesn't really have much of an offensive. Yeah, line that list ball. stinks. So, yeah, yeah I, that's why I made sure I put per PFF on the bottom, yeah. so you can, <laughs> you can send them an email and say, uh, it's bullshit." It yeah. is. Hey, bullshit. hey, PFF. Mm. Yeah, no sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, unsubscribe uh, to your uh, uh, your email list. Yeah, uh, yeah. that was terrible. Uh, yeah, the OTAs, the um, man, I guess they're they're not really mandatory OTA volunteer whatever OTAs just just kind of ended. And and Tim, I know you um, you're prepared a little bit on on this this stat here. Um, any updates? Any surprises? Uh, injuries? Uh, not really. You know, you got your running backs hung out. We were just talking about you got J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley. Austin Eckler just settled on an incentive-based deal, so he's back in camp. Your uh, rookie quarterbacks, Young, Stroud, and Richardson, are all taking first-team reps already, so look for them guys to start week one already. Ugh. Jordan Love, he's garbage, so it's good for the Lions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stephon yeah. Diggs had a trouble with Buffalo. I'm not sure what that was about, but they resolved that within 24 hours. You know, you need your best receiver to keep Josh Allen looking good. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, other than that, nothing, no season entering injuries, nothing really bad. Just kind of, you know, playing high school ball, basically. <laughs> uh, one thing I did see was uh, Aaron Rodgers participated. Fully, yeah. go figure. Who who'd have thunk? You know, he's and buying in. he's he's taking part in all these activities in New York City. Um, he cut Swift, his hair. Taylor Swift concert. Taylor yeah. Swift. Yeah, he's got he a cut his hair. Number. He cut his hair. Did he wear his diaper to Taylor Swift? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he might have. Yeah, Rich. he doesn't look like Frank Gallagher this season. <laughs> <laughs> or or, or uh, oh, what was that uh, Nick Cage uh, movie? Uh, where they were in the airplane. Con Air. Con Air. Con that's Air. right. Yeah, yeah, he came in looking like Con Air a couple yeah. years ago. Rich, can we expect uh, a rejuvenated Aaron Rodgers based upon the fact that he he took part and he you know he wasn't making BS excuses about not being able to play? Well, I think uh, I think this move for him is going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be good for him. However. Uh, He's been blessed now with an owner that has spent some money to put some uh, people around him where he was not getting that type of support when he was in Green Bay. 
But I mean, he did get. Is it Lazard? Lazard's with him, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. and and yeah. Um, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb and Randall Cobb. So I mean, they did that. But then they also had a couple other. Uh, you know, they had a couple other guys that were already there. So I, I think for, I think he needed to change his scenery, and I think Green Bay needed to change his scenery as well. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was twofold. I think I, I think he just kind of, uh, you know, wore out his welcome and. Honestly, every year going in him, it was always like, well, I don't know if I'm going to retire. I don't know if I'm going to do this. It's like, yeah. dude, pit, it's like piss or get off the pot. You know, and, I mean, you have to think about it. He held he held that organization ransom for two years. Sure he did. Two and years. then he, he held two organizations ransom this yeah. offseason with the yeah. Jets. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's he's an asshole, so it doesn't matter. It, yeah, I agree. Uh, he's a very he's a very rich asshole, but he's still an asshole. He's a very strange rich asshole. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, JP, the news out of uh, uh, good old Terry Sloan's camp, the Cleveland Browns, yep. is Deshaun Watson looks like the Deshaun Watson of an old of old. Um, my my wonder is, you know, got his cock clean a couple times in Cleveland. Um, <laughs> If he if he plays up to his ability, does that put Cleveland in the conversation? Uh, maybe wild card. I, I don't yeah. think uh, AFC North, but maybe a wild card. Yeah, I mean, you could say that. Uh, you know, they got to. I think Cincinnati's in that division, right? So you still got to get through them. Uh, but yeah, you got Chubb there. Uh, I mean, when Deshaun Watson was on a couple years ago, when he was playing, he was a top five quarterback in the league. So uh, yeah, surround him with if you if they can get him back to that guy, then I think they can win that division. Yes. D Hop gonna go to Cleveland or no? Maybe he could. I, I I'd love to see that over with because he's just becoming a diva to me at this point. Well, it's like Antonio Brown two point oh. Oh, yeah. it's about Antonio Brown. Did you hear they booted his his arena football yeah. team in the league because he didn't get the paperwork turned in in time? That guy yeah. is an absolute. And he was thinking about coming out of retirement and playing for his team. That would have been something to see. Yeah, that would have been a crap show for sure. Yeah, oh, I, I, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. So we're going to move on uh, to our fun, exciting segment of the show here. Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman moving. Blue line chance. Here's Chauncey Phillips. Here it is. Vinny puts up a 14-footer. I do have to uh, apologize to our viewing audience there, uh, that last clip, but uh, <laughs> we got to keep it real. We got a Buckeye fan in the house with us. Uh, so, yes, we're going to talk about, and this was Tim's suggestion. He came with it, and it. I think we both were like, yeah. Look at this. Look at this guy contributing. That's, this, that's, yeah. the, that's the only Buckeye I know that's ever contributed to the show. Oh, <laughs> shots fired, dude. Ooh, just, just, <laughs> oh, we, we, we know who we're talking just, about. We just kidding, just kidding, Drew. Just kidding. Yeah, Jeez, we won't, man. We won't it's a j- hey, it's a joke, not a dick. Don't take it so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't take it so hard. Oh, uh, but yeah, it's um, it's some of our favorite and uh, least favorite moments. And like I was saying earlier, uh, Tim's submission for his favorite didn't make the cut. Uh, Thank God. In, in true Buckeye fashion, he decided to say, "Oh yeah, that um, that App State." 
victory uh, over Michigan. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I was not, either thinking I was either thinking that or the trouble with the snap. I I figured those were the two that I'd get out of ten. The trouble with the snap. I'll never yeah. forget that voice crackling like 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 you balls just dropped. <laughs> so so we will start with JP's submission, and I I mean I think we can all agree. Yeah. This is um an unbelievable moment. I still get chills. I think we can all agree with that. It'll never get old. Ladies and gentlemen, Maglio Ordonius. Has over two in his career against Houston Street. That, I'm telling you, I remember where I was. I was in my house in Redford, and I jumped off the couch. Yeah. We had uh, um, low ceilings, <laughs> and uh, both of my hands went right through the ceiling tiles. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And I, yeah. Rich, you'll be surprised. I shed a tear. I shed a tear. <laughs> I shed a tear because, man, I just it, it was a long 22 years. Of, not not surprised. Not, not surprised. That, that yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. Uh, Rich, do you remember uh, where you were when that, that moment hit? Yeah, so it's funny you say that because, you know, when you think about it, if you ever ask your parents, uh, I mean, well, I can't ask mine because they're not here anymore. But if you guys ever ask your parents, like, Tom, if you ask your dad and say, Hey dad, where are you at when um, when Kennedy was shot? Your dad will tell you exactly where he was at. Yep. Yeah. I can tell you right now that I can tell you exactly where I was at, what I was doing when that home run hit. I was at work oh. watching watching it on TV at work. Okay. The guy that I work with was sitting next to me, and before Maglio got up to bat, he looked at me and he goes, Game's over. Well, he had already he had tied the game earlier with with a uh, yeah. home run. Yeah, he he walked up and he just he looked at me. He's like, "Game over, guy works. Game over." I'm like, "You sure, dude?" He hit that or whatever, and dude, it was pandemonium at work. But yeah, it's, I remember exactly where I was at when that happened. JP, this is your submission. Uh, talk about the feeling that you had. Obviously, you're a little bit younger than we are. Yeah, but you still you knew the importance and what it meant to this city and to that franchise. Yeah, see, back at that time, uh, we were kind of in our glory a little bit, you know, minus the Lions. You know, the the Pistons were going to Eastern Conference Finals regularly. The Red Wings were still good. But you could just, the nostalgia, you could just see how the crowd was just so into it. And it was it was mayhem and the bullpen, clearing the bullpen and them running onto the field. Like, these are the moments that we're, like, dying and fiending for. And that, it, it's it was just awesome, man. Uh I was 16 years old at the time. Like you said, a little bit younger than you guys. Uh, and I was hanging out in the basement watching it and just remember jumping off the couch when he hit it. And like you said, he tied it up earlier in the game. I think he hit one in the sixth inning to tie it. And and Maglio was the dude, was that dude back then, man. And you knew when he came up, you know, there was there was a chance that he was gonna end it. And when he hit it, there was no doubt, man. He he knocked the shit out of that ball. I think it it looked like it was about over four hundred feet easily so yeah it was that that just sticks out to me as far as great moments there's so many of them but you know just the reaction of the crowd and the implications and everything involved that was awesome 
yeah, it it was uh it was a moment I will never forget. Uh, David Burns checking in here, watching from Cedar Hill, Texas. Hey, thanks Thank for you. checking in. Thanks for checking in, uh, David. Appreciate you t- you uh, tuning in. Um, I know that playoff run. I was working midnights at the steel plant in Livonia, and uh, we had this little mini TV that was it had the rabbit ears. We had it uh in the the cabinet and we would all sneak away and watch the game. It was just it was an awesome, awesome run. Yeah. And just like I said, as a fan, it was it was so cool. Uh Tim, do you you remember that moment? Uh, yeah, I was at Cedar Point where we we're in line for the Iron Dragon actually watching that on the big screen next to Wildcat. Yeah. I was uh the only one cheering surrounded by a lot of Indian fans. So you're probably like a Yankees fan or something anyway. You're all over the map. I like, I like the Tigers. Yeah. Oh, Maybe Maybe he was my favorite. Now he's just a the waste Yankees. of money. Yeah. The Yankees. Yeah. Or a Red Sox <laughs> fan. Or... <laughs> okay. A Guardians fan. Well, yeah. I still think they're the Indians. But um, <laughs> moving on to Mr. Jasper's submission here. Have more of the quick changes on these lines here as we go into this second overtime. Gretzky had it, lost it. Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman moving. Blue line chance. Ah! One thing that uh, stands out in that clip is how bad, how bad Wayne Gretzky misplayed that bucket oh. ice. Dude, dude, here's the thing is I am an absolute huge, huge Gretzky fan. And that absolute, you know, what that, that, that kind of game you're kind of torn on is, you know, the guy I was rooting for the Blues was Gretzky. Uh, obviously, the team I wanted to win was the Red Wings. But, but to see the guy that you love give the puck up. Love? <laughs> hey, give the puck up. Give the puck up to Steve Eisenman, who goes down there, fires an absolute bullet into the net. I mean, it was just amazing. I don't have the same memory of where I was when that happened. Mm-mm. It's just it's a totally different, you know. That that time, whatever, the wings were always in the playoffs. You know, obviously they had the longest streak, right? They were always in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when they were – the only time you'd really – you'd watch a little bit in the beginning and then towards the middle, you'd kind of like, eh. But then when they made it to the finals, you'd always watch. Sure. Eh, I was like, eh, whatever. But I remember watching that game. I was – shit, I'm, that, that was 1990 – Was it six? I think it was, I think it was nine, 96. I think they went on yeah. after that and they lost to Colorado. Right. Um, but I, yeah, I was a, I mean, I was just getting done with my junior high school, and I was probably watching it at home. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was at the steel plant in '96 watching that. <laughs> Impressed. What? I mean, zero zero double overtime, and it really one thing about Steve Eiserman, he never really showed the emotion, and I, I think that was one thing about him that was so unique. He never let let himself get bigger than the game. That that time he he exploded with with uh, emotions, which was really cool to see. Uh, JP, that was a little little bit, you know, before your time. Yeah. And and yeah, I'm sure you have memories, but 
96. You were probably still swimming around the old sack, huh? Six, six at that time. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. That, that was uh, fun. Yeah. That was fun. Um, I think the goatees tell the story on this one here. Yeah, this is true. Like here and true. here. Hey, hey, take it easy. Take it easy. But it was fun times. It was fun times around Detroit. Yeah. Uh, you know, when that run was going. Like Rich, I don't really remember it too vividly, but like, uh, you know, around eight, nine, I was started getting into Red Wings hockey. And, you know, I think we kind of took advantage of, you know, how they were in the playoffs oh, every year. And they were absolutely. so good at that time, you know. Yeah. Uh, they well, were they were the Yankees of hockey at mm-hmm. that time. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, Mr. Illich did not care about yep. spending money, unlike his kid. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, money was ahead. no object. Yep. We're gonna go ahead and um, go to Tim's submission. Oh, sorry, guys. Here. Ezekiel Elliott, and he's got an opening. To the races, can they catch him? No, they can't. Touchdown. <laughs> yeah, I got it. the only thing. I got I, it. The only thing I, I I I like about that video is the look on uh, Nick Saban's face of just discernment like what what just happened and obviously i don't have any more to talk on rich you don't have any more to talk on jp oh oh, i could talk a lot about it but you probably don't want to hear what you don't want to hear what i have to say uh tim this is your submission uh let's let's talk about this day what tell me about it you guys gotta love that moment as a michigan fan and a big 10 fan you guys love watching the sec fail but, uh, no, that was the moment in the game where you knew Ohio State was going to win because you could never rule out Alabama, mm-hmm. especially with all the NFL talent they had. You know, they had uh, Derrick Henry at the time, Landon Collins, Amari Cooper. So, even though Ohio State was up most of the game, you always just thought they're going to blow it. They lost to Virginia Tech this year. They're not built for it. And that run was just the nail in the coffin. Like, yes, you know, we made it the championship game. We're going to beat Oregon, which they did, you know, 2014 first college football playoff championship. But uh, yeah. that was just a moment where it solidified Ohio State winning that game. It was great. Ask me about my winner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will agree with you on, on one sense. Yes. When it comes to Big Ten versus SEC, I will choose the Big Ten over the SEC any day of the week. Um, nope. If Ohio State's in there, no. Especially with their admirer as a coach. I think uh, that has something to do with my uh, allegiance to my father. Uh, yeah. I just know that uh, he's going to have a good night when his Buckeyes win, and especially over Alabama, but um, whatever. Again, yeah. I apologize to the viewing audience out there and to those listening. Y- y- you probably are lo- the lucky ones because you didn't have to uh, view that, uh, but all, all, we're just kidding on Tim. We're just kidding <laughs> Who the hell brought this guy in for a second week in a row? <laughs> Come, uh, hey, he disrespects our show last week. Comes in wearing Ohio State shit, and now this today we gotta we gotta watch Ezekiel Elliott in his longest run of his career, eighty five yards. Ooh, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, and you got to have eaten out of the soup bowl, right? Yeah. The soup but kitchen, I, I think right? That's something else, you know, because he wears that low cut shirt. But uh, hey, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna bring everything right back, folks. All to- and Jim Harbaugh gets his win over Ohio State. Michigan defeats Ohio State, thirty-two to twenty-seven. Finally. the case or has been the case really all season long thus this michigan team just excels yes uh tim, Thank you. tim, tim was you. uh uh not looking at the screen we'll, we'll just say that uh, he, he refused to look uh uh i i think that was a moment we can all agree in in 2021 where it was like oh my god thank god Rich. <laughs> oh man, I tell you, that's I, you know, I got the three best feelings in my life is uh one is my son, my first son was born. The second one was my second son and the third one is whooping Ohio State's ass the last 2 years. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's the best. Fuck yeah. <laughs> JP, yeah, uh, James Banco's really lighting it up. Yeah. I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'm still waiting for fake ass Ryan Day to, to hang a hundred on Michigan. Yeah. Tim, you got hey Tim, you got any update on that or no? Yeah. It's coming this year. <laughs> okay. Oh, is Day coming? Day yeah. coming? Oh, oh, it, it's taking you three years to score a hundred points or what? <laughs> it's, it's, is it fake ass rip? Yeah. yeah. Leave me alone, not today, woman. <laughs> JP, I had about enough of you today. <laughs> JP, uh, obviously huge in 2021 yeah personally i think last year's win was more significant because it was in columbus yeah. oh hey hey we got break we got breaking news oh we got breaking news man time you're really really bad with those cues sorry breaking news Donovan Edwards just scored another touchdown against Ohio oh, State. Oh, he's still running. Oh, so, man. He's still running. He's still running. <laughs> oh, he, he's like Forrest. He just ran through the tunnel all the way oh. back to Ann Arbor. He's still running. And is uh, the D coordinator still uh, yeah. still running uh, cover two or cover one? Right. <laughs> Tim. It's all in love, my friend. Yeah. It's, it's all in love. Uh, hey, you know, you... you know dang well as much as anybody else. We've been, uh, we've been, uh, we've been beat. Are, sometimes you got a like little brother. When after twenty years of dominance, you guys can. Take whoa, the next whoa, two. whoa, 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 whoa! All right, dude, take the headphones off and walk. Little brother, that's the wrong team. 
Yeah. That, that's Michigan State, where our friends uh, just walking down the street are friends yeah. right. of. Uh, right. Michigan State can be little brother. You guys can be big brother, and you both can just call us daddy. Oh. I, I, I think uh, that, that that is not the <laughs> oh. case here. Uh, yeah. we're, uh, we got the shovel out, folks, and we're digging. We're digging yeah. tonight and the speakeasy. It, ooh, it's getting heated in here. Thank oh, God boy. Uh, the sun's gone down. It's cooling off a little bit. Um. <laughs> What's Ryan Day call Harbaugh? Daddy. Uh, yeah. That's, oh. uh, I feel I feel bad for Ryan Day if if he can't come into Ann Arbor this year and win. Fire dude, they, Fire dude, they they were on like the ink didn't even dry on the record book of putting the score of the game in, mm-hmm. and the fans at Ohio State were calling for his job. Like they didn't want him to even like they didn't even want him to go to the locker room. They wanted him to go right after his car and leave. That's how bad it was. Yeah, it's a little excessive. Three years in a row. If he loses this year, I do want him fired. You have Brian Hartline, who's a proven recruiter. Right now, he's gonna get a chance at OC this year. I'd, I'd, I'd rather not lose Hartline for someone that can't beat Michigan. Not a proven coach, so yeah, he's we'll stay off an ATV and a four wheeler first. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. Yeah. I was waiting for that one. Oh man! So I'm gonna show my age uh, with this one. But it's a it's a memory that is forever ingrained in my mind. Rodman gets it into Isaiah with 19. Isaiah taking his time, directing traffic. They spread things out along the baseline. Isaiah watching that clock work down with 10. Isaiah's going to go one on one on quarter. A little shake and bake. Right side pass to Vinny Johnson with three. DJ against Kersey. Vinny puts up a 14 footer. Yeah! It's unbelievable, George, that shot. Man. 007. 007. It, that's it. That, that will forever be ingrained in my mind. Um, I just remember we were talking pre show. I was telling Tim um, Portland goes into the palace. They, they, they hand Detroit their first home loss, and they took all the momentum back to them back to uh, Portland, and Detroit went in and took all three from the Trailblazers. That obviously was game five. That was their second championship game. Just, I know Rich kind of gives me some shit about my my affinity to Vinny Johnson. I just think he was one of the most clutch, underrated players. Um, But, man, that was a special team. That was a special team. Obviously, JP has no recollection of that one because – well, it's obvious. Well, my only initial thought is if that shot today would have been thrown five rows into the crowd. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, but yeah, Kersey, uh, I don't know what he was thinking about when, uh, yeah. playing defense. He should have bought him up. It was like but, an uh, off balance, off centered. We almost tripped too. Leave at the rim. That, but yeah, that, that was how been, that was Vinnie Johnson's shot. It was that awkward. Been it was awkward. It was it was unconventional. So. That was just him, and and man, that that was such a cool moment. Rich, you're a little bit you're a little bit younger than I am. Um, do you remember that? Yeah, no, for sure. I was uh, sitting, uh, I was sitting at home, uh, watching the game with my old man when yeah. it happened. And, so and I those, was uh, that was eighty nine. That was ninety. It, yeah, ninety. So I was. That uh, was in June. It was right before my tenth birthday. Yeah. Or no, before my eleventh birthday. Yeah, that I was that, done. 
that was the back to back. Uh, but yeah, I mean, memory with your dad, you equate that memory with your dad, which I have to admit, I, I apologize. I have not even addressed it. Happy Father's Day to everybody, you guys, uh, to the viewers out there, the listeners. JP's first Father's Day. It only took you an hour and seven minutes. I know, minutes. I know. That's, Thanks. That's my bad. But Thanks. I, Thanks. I had to get it out there. But um, Why'd I, I get have, on? I'm on? See you later, guys. Well, I had to wait for you to get on and get dialed in. So I do have another submission here. Um, and this was, this was huge for me because I lived like four minutes from front door to the palace. And I never, I will never forget this moment right here. 85. Got to get a three up. Pistons need a three, and they have just under three seconds to do it. Here's Chauncey Phillips. Here it is. He's got it. He's got it. Chauncey Phillips hits the three. Overtime. Amazing. That, uh, I, so I lived in an apartment complex down um, Lapeer Road, and we had some friends that lived in another building. And when he hit that shot, I, I lost my mind. And the friend actually called the first mistake. Was like, "Is Tom okay?" I heard like yelling and screaming going on in the uh, in the uh, uh, in the apartment. But um, yeah, I mean, Billups. I mean, he was talk about clutch. He yeah. was um, when he came to Detroit and 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 learned from Larry Brown. That made him a superstar in my opinion uh, mm -hmm. jp that was 2004 do you have uh yeah, any recollection I, of that? yeah i remember that uh you know it's, he hit big shot after big shot after big shot hence the name mr big shot yeah. uh, you kind of knew you knew who the ball was going to on that play and you knew who you needed to give it to for them to get the win and uh and you see what happened uh and that was that was back in the slower days when they were grinding games out mm -hmm. 80 to 75. Well, they broke the record most, yeah. most consecutive games under 70. Yeah. yeah. And that uh, was deep. That was the last, the last good defensive team. Yep. And he was he was a legend in the in the area back in that time, man. It was nobody was nobody was a bigger man on campus than Chauncey Billups. I mean, it all started with him. Yeah. Um, Tim, do you you remember that that era? I remember the air a little bit, not so much that shot. When I think the 04 Pistons, I more or less remember the Tayshawn block on Reggie Miller. Oh my gosh. I, honorable mention. Ah, yeah, yep. Honorable there, mention. Yep. I and I should have put that one up. Yep. Not, that not, not yep. to take away from your shot, but that's what I think of when yeah. I think of the 04 Pistons. Yeah. That was incredible. In in my opinion, the greatest block yeah. in, in playoff, playoff history. history yep. I just because it just changed because it kept it in bounds. Yeah. He kept it in bounds. They went down and got fouled, and the 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 the, the game changed from that point. It, man, that oh, game changer. Great, great, great one there. Um, but I guess the one thing about that that shot that Chauncey hits, they go to overtime. They end up losing that game in overtime, ironically enough. So, but they go on to win, uh, beat New Jersey in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then uh, a five game. Should have been a sweep if not for Kobe. Uh, unbelievable buzzer beater in game two, but uh, they win. They win uh, the finals in 04. And man, that was that was fun. I missed that that era of basketball. Um, so we're gonna move on to some of our not so friendly 
moments in sports histories. We're going to start with the Buckeye here. Let's start with the Buckeye here. National championship game. It's on the way. No good. He hooked it. And Georgia is going to survive. At the stroke of midnight, the first few seconds of 2023, Ohio State falls one. That he's had still, to have been the absolute. He's, he's, he's still shaking his head. <laughs> I, I I admire his uh, his willingness to uh, rehash that recent memory, but what? That was a fifty yarder. How that was the worst kick I've ever seen in college football. I think. Indoor stadium. <laughs> <laughs> the wind. I'm telling you, the wind was terrible yeah. that day. It was Man. the new point on the field. Hey, listen, that's that is like the same kick. Remember. Uh, uh, what the hell is his name? He was the kicker for the uh, Colts, Vanderjag. He was running his mouth. Yeah, he was running his mouth to get in the playoffs. Needed it just. He was ragging on uh, Peyton Manning about about stuff and yeah. same kick, same goddamn kick. Oh, bad. So take us back to that moment, Tim. So I lost twice with that kick. Not twice in one year, like Banco suggesting, or once in two years, whatever he said. My girl wanted to watch the ball drop, and I was not switching the TV at that time. And then they missed the kick. I wanted to, you know, go to bed instantly, and then she was pissed we didn't get to see the ball drop. <laughs> and at the same time, I think I'd rather have a kick blocked, you know, going back to great sport memories because mm. as a kicker, fucking hit that field goal. Come on. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, Ohio State fans blame Marvin Harrison Jr.'s target, non-target, whatever you want to call it. To me, you can't use Russ as an excuse, period. You had a chance to win you that game. You had a chance to win the game. And uh, I don't even think it was long enough. It was – It was. You, you play to win the game. You play to win, to win the, the game. game. That was a total meltdown. I mean, by all – you guys – I watched the game, and Ohio State outplayed Georgia. They did. All the way up until the very end, and it was just a total meltdown. On your guys's part, I think maybe yeah. had something to do with Harrison going down, but you know you're Ohio State and you have all these receivers, so you're supposed to be able to fill in, right? Next, was, next, next man up. Management at the yeah. end on Ryan Day's end, he let like 45 seconds run off. Yeah, that without calling a timeout. Yeah, and it, yeah. And it bit him. It, it ended up biting him. Yeah. Um, so, hey, hey, real quick, Tim. Speaking of Ryan Day, it looks like you got the uh, Ryan Day beard going on. <laughs> yeah, working for it. He's got the the Ryan Rip. I'm not going to shave until Ohio State beats Michigan. <laughs> oh, yeah. you're, you're, you're going to wearing look that like for a long time. On, on your shirt. You're going to look, look like the guy on your Fast shirt. Tom Hanks and Castaway. <laughs> Wilson! <laughs> All right. JP, are you ready? Are you yeah. ready to relive one of the worst calls in college football history? Yeah. Keeper. Delano Hill got there. It looks like it's a first down. It is. Ohio State stays alive barely. They put both the backs in the backfield to try to give them the option to go left or right. But they put it into the hands of JT Barrett after the fake there to Samuel. See, he gets hit low there by Hill. They're going to review the spot. They're going to review. 
that was uh, he's so obviously our mics are muted while the video is playing and he he's he's got first down that's a first down yeah. like bullshit that that was not a first down jp yeah. take me back to where you were like i just said uh, blame the refs so i was at my buddy's house and uh the emotions were riding high obviously we were coming off a game against iowa the week before that we had no business losing and uh so that team that year you know obviously 14 guys drafted off the team ohio state was a good team but they were a little bit younger uh and we were handling them for most of the game ohio state ties it up we go to overtime and watching that play live there was so much emotion in the room and probably copious amounts of alcohol too that uh that's a rich jasper everybody's looking at each other and they're like no 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 and then they gave him the first down and it kind of set the mood for what was going to happen next and then as you know curtis samuel rushes it in and then the even more even more drinking ensued after that (laughs) but uh just the emotions and the up and down and you know you think you had it you were almost there we were trying to get off the snide at the time and, you know, this would have sent us to the Big Ten Championship in the college football playoff, and it all rested on one play. And, you know, then there was no conclusive evidence when in real time it looked to me like – We had the ball in his right hand, right yeah. arm, and, and and it went back. Yeah. So it, that that one will always stick out to me. It was – there. you know, I thought about the, the fumble on the snap, but that was just such a freak accident play that, you know what I mean, that was oh. more shock than – Talk about Anything. talk about being in the wrong position. Yeah. So for me, it was just the buildup for the letdown on that play that that I'll always remember. Fun fact about that play: James Banco, the one that's been commenting all day, got kicked <laughs> out of sports venue with that play. <laughs> He's still feeling it. Yeah. He's still feeling it. He, he might have a scar on his right cheek. Yeah. Can you can you point on this doll where it hurts you at, Jim? <laughs> yeah. Rich, uh, I, I'm sure you were pretty uh, uh, irate over over that that call. We'll say, do you remember that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh. I I mean, I've seen some pretty bad calls, and that's that one probably is one of the ones that is up there for probably one of the worst calls. And they reviewed it too, and and, and they still got it wrong. But uh, yeah. yeah, but here, here's the thing, though. I, I am now like now that I coach baseball and everything like that. I'm a firm believer that's that's not the only thing that makes you lose the game. Oh, there's other oh, things. Yeah, that, absolutely. There's other there's other things that happen yeah. that are definitely controllable mm-hmm. uh, that that you can do and execute on that. Uh, you know, that doesn't lose a game for you. So, I mean, sure. realistically, there were some plays early in the game that if they would have executed, they would have never have been in that situation. Again. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. So tough break, tough break. This one. How many things you got? <laughs> two more, two more. Okay. All right. Uh, this one. For uh... <sighs> Flurry out on the top. Uh, they have Prince on Ginobili, under on Parker. They put the ball right into the corner, and then as they track down, they go away from Robert Forrest. You know, you know that the most dangerous guy is the guy out of bounds. You stay. Big shot, Bob. The greatest clutch shooter <laughs> in NBA Big shot, history. Bob. <laughs> yeah. Rasheed Wallace decides. 
I'm gonna go double Ginobili. I and and I remember I was sitting in the chair, and as soon as I saw Rashid move right, I got out of my chair and I started holding my head because I knew what was about to happen, and it and it felt like that ball was in the air for ten minutes, and. As soon as it went in, I like dropped to my knees and I was like punching the. Fl- I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that, you know, he was the catalyst to their their championship the year before, and that one play cost him another NBA championship. Albeit they had the opportunity to go down in San Antonio and they led for like forty four of the forty eight minutes and lost it at the end. But my God, that that was a that was a tough one and. Here's another one. Here's another one, Rich. I, I'm sure you'll uh, you'll agree with me on this one. Watching Sidney Crosby hoist the cup at the Joe Louis Arena. Oh God, Rich. Where do you remember that moment? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I hate it. I I mean, let's just put it this way. I, he's a great hockey player. Um, he's put some good numbers up. He's once. I mean, he's very. He's a very decorated hockey player. But I hate him. <laughs> but I absolutely hate him. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, just to see that guy go and and hoist a cup up. Uh, you know, especially especially in our in our town and. Here's and here's an interesting fact. What that is is, I think the previous year, Detroit beat them. Yep. In in, in Pittsburgh, almost the Mar- identical play. Almost. Marion Hosa was on that team for the Penguins. Mm-hmm. Marion Hosa says, "You know what? Screw this. I want a ring." He comes to Detroit and then loses to Pittsburgh yep. in the finals. <laughs> it doesn't win a ring. But then he goes on to Chicago and wins one. So, yeah. hey, whatever. Hey, congratulations to him. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I remember that. Dude, that was tough. It was definitely a tough um, a tough series. But, you know, that's one of the things is Pittsburgh was such a dominant team that, I mean, you think about it, that one year, you know, back-to-back years, they had they got Crosby and then they got Malkin. I mean, mm-hmm. they had – I mean, and you know, Malkin, I remember the first time I saw him, it was in the, uh, the World Juniors. A dude was – Unbelievable. He was like the Connor McDavid of Russia um, over there. I mean, he's just unbelievable. Uh, you know, and I say that because Ovechkin was already here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, him coming over, it was just, it was a tough one to see. But, I mean, it was, uh, you know, they were the better team. So I remember being at Harry's. We had gotten there at like four in the afternoon uh, and the beer was flowing. And by the time that game ended, I was not in a good mood. And we went across the street to Stadium Liquor, <laughs> which before they uh, boarded that place up and uh, bought a bottle, went home and just oh, it was uh, it was tough. Tim, do you do you remember that moment? James uh, apparently he was uh, he's still uh, a little sore over that as well. Yeah, that's it sucks. Everyone I know is Red Wing fans, so I hate seeing my friends hurt. But as an Avalanche fan, it's oh, I'm, 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 I'm stuck. They're like. Do I watch the Red Wings lose and, you know, Crosby? I don't like Crosby. Don't watch him lift the cup. Dude, where the hell did you find this guy at? <laughs> so, so that was a lose-lose for me because I hate Crosby. Like Rich said, I just can't stand the guy. 
and I don't like watching the Red Wings. Didn't, win so didn't much. Crosby bite us twice on the Canadian team as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. golden goal. Yep. So he's probably the most hated hockey player in uh, United States history. <laughs> he could be. Yeah. He could be. Well, I put this out to uh, I put it out kind of late, so we didn't get a whole lot of traction on Twitter, but we did get a couple. Rich, you're going to get a kick out of this one. Uh, Sports Jim and the Vanilla King, uh, some contributions here. away from the plane. Peter Forsberg took a swipe at Igor Larionov. And it is an often that we see Igor Larionov go, but he did. And now Darren McCarty gets his shots in at Quad Lemieux. And look who came all the way out to try to help. Patrick Waugh. Intelligent team tonight. Then Wallace is fouled. And Wallace did. Oh, Wallace right at our chest. This has the test is ejected, I'm not sure. He'd have to walk past the pace of bench to go. Now our test has jumped over the scorer's table and is trying to get down to the bench. Our test is in the stands. Oh, this is awful. Fans are getting involved. Steven Jackson's in the fan. For Hilliard. There's Stafford, who took a hit, firing for the answer. Yeah, those were uh, memorable. I don't know if they were a, a favorite or or not so favorite moments, uh, but it, knowing these guys, it, it's no surprise, especially with the old catch up with Mr. Uh, Sports Jim with his submission. Oh yeah, it's uh, I, you know I remember watching you know, and I'm not, I've never been a big NBA guy, but I actually was watching that game when that happened because the, what sparked my interest is because the Pistons were good and the Pacers were unbelievable at the time, yeah. and that was like, and then you know now they've come out with some of the like ESPN, you know, Malice at the Palace documentaries and stuff like that. Um, you know, you kind of that was like the demise of them you know they, i mean they were so good um you know they were probably on their way to you know winning a championship and then that pretty much uh that pretty much sent them down the tube so yeah. and then you know the uh I, you know i think probably i'm not gonna say uh i'm gonna say another one real quick and i know we don't have footage but it just after i saw that stafford to calvin johnson one what about the what about the play when Stafford gets absolutely blown up against Cleveland? Against Cleveland, and then calls a timeout, right? Separated because he went he he went out hurt, so you can't go back in the game unless they call a timeout. So calls a timeout, then he goes back in and, and throws the winning touchdown. He was mic'd I mean, up for that. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. So, I was at that game, Rich, and we were walking out. We were walking out around the concourse, and uh, they started driving, and we stopped. And oh man, that was a uh, that was an awesome moment. Yeah, I agree with you there. That was a uh, that was kind of the the welcome party for for uh, Stafford. He had first couple seasons, he was he was injured a lot, but that that was the one moment where he became kind of. Uh, a renegade and, 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 and he kind of made his name and with this team, unfortunately it didn't amount to much. And, uh, 
we all know the rest is history. So we're going to move on to the, the final segments of the show, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. It's that time where we give you the money or the bet. You go to the app, throw some money down, and uh, who knows? Maybe you'll win and uh, throw throw us a bone or two. Uh, JP, since you're the only one on screen, uh, the Iron Man disappeared. I'm sure he'll be right back. But, uh, hey, it ain't your money. It ain't my problem, right? All right, so I'm going to I'm gonna take uh, one of Tim's tools out of his tool bag here. I'm uh, tired of getting roasted in baseball games, so I'm going to go with a futures bet. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs to win the AFC West, paired with Jacksonville Jaguars to win the AFC South. It comes in at plus 164. That seems like free money to me. little futures bet going on. Not too bad. Get that written down and, and hit up, head over to DraftKings or whatever uh, sports bat app that, that you use and uh, check it out. Tim? I'm a... I'm actually going to go to baseball to get burned. <laughs> Coming off a win last week off the segment. Give me the Tigers tomorrow, minus one and a half at plus 138 versus the Royals. You know, a little bit ahead after the one last week. So if you lose, you lose. You're just back to even. It's not my money. It's not my problem. There you go. <laughs> he's, I think he's starting to get it. He's, yeah. he's, starting, to, he's starting to figure it out here. Uh, so folks, we're doing so. Tigers run line? Yeah, minus one and a half tomorrow. Okay. Big win today. It was a little, little scary. Yeah. A little scary in the eighth inning. Do not bring the closer in in a non-close save. Lang looked absolutely garbage beside himself. Oh, boy, it was Torkelson, horrible. Torkelson's power starting to pick up a little bit, though, huh? Yeah. Yeah. How about uh, second deck by uh, Veerling, uh, Veerling the other night? But, who, uh, again, deck? this team, who? Yeah. Who? it's just a roller coaster i don't know what that sound was but uh, anyways hey rich it ain't your money it ain't my problem but you know what i'm not in town and i haven't been on to look at anything because i've been kind of preoccupied with baseball yeah so um my bet is nothing that's Save your money so put keep your money in your wallet we don't want to spread misinformation so that's good on you rich <laughs> yeah i have I- I haven't looked at anything, and I'm yeah. plus. Don't hey, don't follow my betting because <laughs> I, I ain't good. Hey, you yeah. know what? The, the sun shines on a dog's ass every now and again. So, but, Rich, uh, it's, it's okay to pass. That is okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll look today, to... hey, today I have to because I'm not because I'm I. Hey. Oh man, it's been so busy. There's yep, nothing but... on the table. Pass it. There you go. There you go. And yep. I'm gonna go here, and it ain't my money, and it ain't my problem. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go, go golf. college. College World Series, men's college World Series. Uh-oh. Take Wake Forest to win it all, plus 175. Uh-oh. Wake Forest to win it all. Man, they got a good team. That College World Series has been a lot of fun to watch. Not over SEC team? No. Uh, like SEC normally dominates the college baseball. Yeah, we'll see. Wake Wake's number one going into this tournament. So Okay. What, um, what are those odds? Plus 175. Plus 175? Yep. So it's it's one of those bets where yeah, throw a few bucks on it. You know, you never yeah. know what'll happen. Never know 
what will happen. And now we're going to go ahead and move on to the closing thoughts of the show. Will we, will we close it out? Kind of set the, set the tone for the next episode. Uh, JP, what are your closing thoughts for tonight? Yeah, I just want to uh, take a minute. Thank everybody out there. Uh, got a lot of text messages and Facebook comments and all that stuff today. Uh, wishing me a happy Father's Day. It's been a good first one. Uh, she's obviously a little bit little, so she's kind of just been laying on daddy all day and been spending all the time with her. It's been great. Uh, it's been a great weekend. So I just want to thank everybody that reached out to me. I appreciate it. It means a lot. First one uh, seems like it might hit a little bit different. Yeah, for sure. I know uh, I sent you a text and it's just an exciting moment, you know, yeah. we, we've hit on before that, you know, where you, where you at right now in life. It's, it's fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, Tim closing thoughts. What do you got? Just as JP said, you know, happy father's day to everybody. Thanks for watching our show. We appreciate it. You know, father's day is the one day a year that we get to put our feet up and do nothing. If we want, you know, it's about us today. But uh, I went to Chicago over the weekend, and the shit I seen in the prices for everything, we got to do better as a society, you know? Yeah. Like, I was paying five nineteen for a gallon of gas. I don't know why we're $1.50 cheaper. You know, a soda was almost 4 bucks a gallon. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Soda? Pop, whatever. Come on. Whatever you want to call it. I know you're a Buckeye and all, <laughs> but come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just I don't understand the whole how everything there is almost double what it is here. And then I, I was understanding all those, you know, unfortunate things i was seeing from people down in the downtown area yeah yeah that's that's what you get in these these metropolis areas we just have to do better as a society yep we do i agree with that well said rich what do you got for us tonight oh well yeah first of all fellas happy father's day to y'all jp your first one tim yours is your you're a you're a frequent flyer myself i'm a frequent flyer as well (laughs) tom tom even though you stepfather yeah um you know that uh one of the things today i want to share with you guys is um down here for this baseball tournament had the pleasure of listening to a former a 16-year mlb uh player uh mike sweeney who played for the kansas city royals you know so he uh at the tournament that we're playing in it happens to be the first in the inaugural um one week uh like full week tournament for this ripkin experience uh, at the bluegrass is with the name of the tournament. Um, some of the things that it was kind of interesting to listen to him and, uh, how he, how he goes about, uh, coaching, uh, because he has his own, um, academy, I guess, or a team that he coaches in Southern California. And it was, it was funny because as we were standing there, um, some of the things that he was saying, how some of our players were turned around and looking at myself and, uh, and the head coach and a, a lot of it that he was saying, I coming from a, a professional when it came to coaching baseball and how to approach baseball is the same thing that we've been preaching as, as coaches for the last eight months, you know, it's, you know, just reiterating that, you know, um, you know, you can't attitude and effort is big and attitude and effort is not only important in the game of baseball or anything like that, but attitude and effort life. should be important to everybody in life. You know, yeah. uh, you know, you can't have an attitude if you don't put forth the effort. You know, if you don't put forth the effort, or if you do put forth the effort, your attitude shouldn't be there because you know what, you have nobody else to blame but yourself or you know that and whatever. So, 
all I'm saying is uh, you approach everything with attitude and effort. Um, you got a better chance of being successful at it. I like it. I like that. You should, uh, you should, uh, trademark that you can't have attitude if you don't have effort. That that's awesome. That's, so, that's, that's one of those you could put on a, a sticky note and just slap on your mirror and look at every day. Not only that though, some of the other things he was saying is like, guys, it, you know, you don't have, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to have talent to hustle and everybody can hustle. Mm-hmm. You know, if you hustle, that's, you know, so, sometimes hustle is more than just talent. So, and but Ryan, it was good. It, it, you know, and it was, and it was really good to, uh, you know, to listen to a guy, um, you know, it, it, he was very, very big on his words with that, but then he was also really big on, uh, you know, his faith and how he translates it to everyday life. So, which was nice to see, but other than that, I got nothing else to say, but, uh, you know, next week will be a new show and same time, same bat channel. So. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to close here with, again, I'll, I'll, I'll follow sentiment, everybody. Happy father's day. Uh, dad, I love you. Um, I look forward to seeing you here real soon. Um, I'm going to go a little different route. Uh, my mom has been uh, going through a real rough patch here the last couple months. She broke her leg uh, about two months ago, and she hasn't been able to start therapy. She got the clearance to put weight on her leg, and she starts physical therapy this week and starts her road to recovery. And my mom's my mom's almost 80, and, and if there's somebody that um, – is a warrior. It's her. She's fighting. And uh, her goal is to be up and ready to go by August for uh, Gonzo's wedding. Uh, it's coming up here in about two months. And um, so she's she's looking forward to that. But, you know, Mom, uh, we're thinking about you. We're cheering you on. Uh, it's going to be a, a rough go. I know you can do it. Uh, yeah, we just we just lost it there for a minute. But um, anyways, we're going to close it out. Uh, like Rich said, uh, thanks so much. Like and follow the show. Uh, we look forward to seeing you, you guys right back here next week. Uh, we're going to probably talk some Tigers. We're going to talk some College World Series. And uh, who else knows what else is going to pop up, some uh, NFL news. But uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can also catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to catching you right back here next week for another fun-filled episode of Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330. Cheers. <laughs>